Welcome to Words That Move, your companion on your journey to unlock your full potential, achieve your dreams, and become the best version of yourself through motivational speeches, personal stories, and practical tips. We're here to fuel your ambition and remind you that the power to create your reality lies within. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. A roof is a man-made thing. This may cut a little close to the bone since uh, the geography, but I think we all were there and we uh, will all remember where we were. But in January the 3rd, 1993, it was the NFL playoffs and your Houston Oilers were playing the Buffalo Bills. The Oilers were up 28-3 at halftime, 35-3 early in the third. Frank Reich and the Bills come back to win 41-38 in overtime for one of the greatest comebacks in NFL history. Yeah, the Bills won. But they didn't really beat the Oilers. The Oilers lost that game. They beat themselves. Why? Why'd they beat themselves? Or how? Was it because at halftime they put a ceiling, a roof, a limit on their belief in themselves, a.k.a. the prevent defense? Or maybe they started thinking about the, the next opponent in the playoffs at halftime. I mean, they were up. Then they came out and played on their heels lost the mental edge the entire second half, and voila, they lost. In a mere two quarters, defensive coordinator Jim Eddy went from being called the defensive coordinator of the year and the man first in line to be a high uh, a head coach next year to a man without a job in the NFL. You ever choked? Nobody has ever choked? I have. <laughs> Or maybe you've had that feeling of, oh my God, life just cannot get any better than this moment. And ask yourself, do I deserve this? Now what happens when we get that feeling? Tense up. We have this sort of outer body experience where we are literally seeing ourselves in the third person. And we realize that the moment just got bigger than us. You ever felt that way? I have. And it's because we have created a fictitious ceiling, a roof, to our expectations of ourselves. A limit where we think it's all too good to be true. But it's not. And it's not our right to say or believe it is. We shouldn't create these restrictions on ourselves. A blue ribbon, a statue, a score, a great idea, the love of our life, a euphoric bliss. Who are we to think that we don't deserve or haven't earned these gifts when we get them? It's not our right. But if we stay in process, right, within ourselves, in the joy of the doing, we will never choke at the finish line. Why? Because we aren't thinking of the finish line. Because we're not looking at the clock. We're not watching ourselves on the jumbotron performing the very act that we're in the middle of. No, we're in process. The approach is the destination, and we are never finished. Bo Jackson, what did he do? He used to run over the goal line, through the end zone, and up the tunnel. 
The greatest snipers and, and marksmen in, in the world, they don't aim at the target. They aim on the other side of the target. We do our best when our destinations are beyond the measurement, when our reach continually exceeds our grasp, and when we have immortal finish lines. And when we do this, the race is never over. The journey has no port. The adventure never ends because we are always on the way. So do this, do this and let them, let somebody else come up and tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, you, you, you scored. Let them run up and tap you on the shoulder and say, man, you, you won. Let them come tell you, you can go home now. Let them say, I love you too. Let them say, thank you. Take the lid off the man-made roofs that we put above ourselves and always play like an underdog. Here we go. One of the people who looked up to him was a musician named Larry. Now at this time in his life, Larry was in the prime of his country music career. He had number one hits and his life was rolling. Uh, he, had, he had picked up a bad habit of uh, snorting the white stuff somewhere along the line. And at one particular party after a, a bathroom break, Larry went confidently up to his mentor, Daryl, and he started telling him the story. Coach Royal listened as he always had. And when Larry finished his story and was about to walk away, Coach Royal put a gentle hand on his shoulder and he very discreetly said, hey, Larry, you uh, got something on, the, on your nose there, bud. Larry immediately hurried to the bathroom mirror where he saw some of the white powder that he hadn't cleaned off his nose. He was ashamed. He was embarrassed. As much because he felt so disrespectful to Coach Royal, and as much because he'd obviously gotten too comfortable with the drug to even hide it as well as he should. Well, the next day, Larry went to Coach's house. He rang the doorbell. Coach answered, and he said, Coach, I need to talk to you. Daryl said, sure, come on in. Larry confessed. He purged his sins to Coach. He told him how embarrassed he was and how he had lost his way in the midst of all this fame and fortune. And towards the end of an hour, Larry, who, who was in tears, he asked Coach, he said, Coach, what do, you, what do you think I should do? Coach, being a man of few words, just looked at him and calmly said, Larry, I have never had any trouble Turn the page in the book of my life. Larry got sober that day, and he's been sober for the last four years. You ever get in a rut? You know what I'm talking about? You get in a funk? You're stuck on the merry-go-round of a bad habit? I have. Look, we're going to make mistakes. You got to own them. Then you got to make amends. And then you got to move on. Guilt and regret kills many a man before their time. So turn the page, get off the ride. You are the author of the book of your life. Turn that page. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button and follow us for more episodes of Words.Move.